Hello, welcome again to the Mike Thrays podcast. Listen to your host, Mike Thrays. It felt like you've been on a journey that just keeps going and going. Whether it's a car trip or maybe a bit of a hike. Even watching a long movie or reading a really long book. And the story just keeps going on and on. And you wonder, how's it going to end? Is there an end? What will I achieve or become in the end? But maybe it's a little bit like Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. And where is the home? You can go to Oz, you can meet the Scarecrow, the Lion, the Tin Man. With Toto, you tackle the Wicked Witch. It's a brand new world. Lots of adventures and fun. And you you are out on a quest. And the quest is creating something magical in your life. But what if it was all a dream? What if this is all a dream? There's no place like home. And the dream that we dream, Brahma, Jesus, Shiva, Kali, Lakshmi, Mary, the divine masculine, the divine feminine, the holy mother, the the divine I am in you, is the one dreaming the dream to help you wake up that you are them. Not the identity, the name, Dorothy. But you are the dreamer. And hence, there's no real destination to ever get to. That it is all just a dream. So why keep travelling on on the journey? It's a pretty magical dream to Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. When she feels isolated, she's in Kansas and... She feels lonely and she's, she's upset. She feels disconnected from her surroundings. They're isolated from everybody. She feels different. But what will help awaken this, this acceptance of the difference in her? What is it that's going to expand the heart? It's going to be a dream, a journey, a quest. A quest home to the heart, a journey of the heart. Feel like I'm talking about this tonight as it's built on every episode I've created around the My Phrase podcast, books and, and everything we consume in the media. We're, we're, we're people, we're, we have this journey that we're on, don't we? The way we, we get up every morning, we go to sleep every night. And what seems to move this forward are certain goals and visions and desires. And the awakening helps purify a lot of those desires. We go through a stage where we we become less attached to them. And there's that space of wanting to be more aware of our thoughts and the desires. So from a Buddhist perspective, there's almost a bit, you, you resist them. You want to become aware that you want to have conscious desires and you go through another part of the journey. You've, you've had the, the suffering in Kansas and you've woken up in Oz. 
and now Oz is this amazing journey, but you've still got to get to the, you follow the yellow brick road. The yellow brick road is taking you to this perceived fulfillment, the, the gold at the end of the rainbow, where, yeah, the tin man's got to find the heart and, and the scarecrow's got to find the brain. The lion will find his courage. But is it they get to the end of the journey on this? It's not really that there's a, a, a gold mine at the end, is there? The lion finds his courage along the journey. The, the scarecrow uses his brain when he believed he never had one. And the tin man always had a heart through the feelings he feels and grows along the journey. So it's the journey that purifies the conscious of the, of the doubting attachment identity. So the, the suffering that's awakened in Kansas, in the, in the, the attachment to the world, it, you walk the yellow brick road and you, you focus on the journey of heart opening expansion. From the space of almost lack, that there was something missing. They all thought they were missing something. But then they find out that the journey is ultimately one of fullness, wholeness and completion. There's never anything missing. But they wouldn't have understood that, that they are divine, that it's, they're the dreamer. Unless they went to sleep in the dream and they created a dream that helped awaken this. I feel part of why I'm talking about this and I've done a few little it produced a few, I guess, episodes and videos on the Mike Thray's author Instagram page and a few other things. You can explore this a little bit in some of the earlier yeah, podcast episodes and other content. And particularly Thawing and Diving and Playing Awaken, my third book, which are all based around scripting the reality of, of waking up in the dream. And ultimately the filmmakers are using characters either consciously or unconsciously, quite, I feel it's the divine. It's that divine part of us. The characters are waking up in their experience of the journey. And while we look at it literally, like we might look at The Wizard of Oz initially literally, although that's the magic of that story, that it is so clearly more than a literal story. We're learning about archetypes and characters and ultimately the, the nature of the quest the, the nature of the quest is the space of the waking, isn't it? And whether you're into Lord of the Rings, or in, which I've been watching here lately, or the, the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I talked about that with the Batman, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Even another film by Christopher Nolan who directed the Batman trilogy, Inception, that they're literally planting dreams within the dreamer. So we, we take the the movie literally, like we take reality literally. And there's the, the lead character played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who's an expert in planning dreams. He's an architect. He's the architect of the dreams. And they go they play dreams within the dream within the dreamer. Yeah, what's kind of almost missing, deliberately pulled back, is we, we can't quite perceive initially, is it? Are they not already existing within the dream? Is this not already a dream that they're creating? They're dreaming within the dream. 
But what is a dream? What is the, the definition of the dream? On the awakening journey, we are comparable to the you know, one of the culminating scenes of Inception. I'd certainly recommend watching it. But there is a metaphor around the, the spinning top. And the spinning top, is, it's supposed to kind of stop. It's a practical reality. Laws of physics or but when they when it keeps spinning there's a there's the suggestion that it's it's a dream rather than real but what what is real and what is the dream this is what 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 defines something as a dream because when we're asleep at night and not everybody has such vivid dreams but when we're in it quite generally it feels pretty real doesn't it it might have a bit more of the a fluid type sensation. It seems less realistic. There's there's certain people and characters that are doing things differently, perhaps, as they would normally. But play with reality in this space where you're listening to this content today, tonight, whenever you're playing with this. And observe the emotions and feelings you feel in your body as, as this is created. And be aware that the way you interpret this and you listen, you pause, you breathe, you meditate on it all, you can create a certain vibrational response in the way you perceive it. The way you feel about the content ultimately reflects in the next subsequent moment. Because we're always in a present moment. It's only the, we have a, we, I said we, I mean, this is a suggestion from my own perspective and everyone in this space. And what seems to create this ongoing illusion that this is not a dream, from my own perspective, is it was so attached to the past. And the past felt so real in that moment, in that present. But then when we keep moving forward and we reflect back on the past, the past is also like a dream. It's a memory, isn't it? But the preoccupation with the past is what if we're attached to it too strongly, we can continue replaying it like a program. We play it out into the, into the future. But when on that awakening journey, there's been this suffering, the, 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 the real frustration with the reality that's caused us to question it, be a bit more fluid around it, that's helped transition from Kansas to, the, to, the, to Oz along the yellow brick road, the golden road to awakening. I was going to say enlightenment, but enlightenment's almost, I think it's, to look at enlightenment as a goal is kind of almost counterintuitive, a little bit like the goal of the rainbow, that I, I like the idea of the awakening, because awakening is just simply awakening that it's a dream, that you're already full. You don't have to achieve awakening or enlightenment. It's really a letting go to the space of that you are dreaming. We are all dreaming. But gee, it's a pretty amazing dream when we're in it, isn't it? But this is what I'm getting at with a present moment awareness sensation, that why would we even want to be more aligned with this as a dream rather than a, a, a fixed reality? Well, I feel when you can look at a dream as more creative, as fun, it doesn't mean it's like being on a roller coaster. You, you, it feels pretty real in that space. There's lots of bumps and there's ups and downs or you're going to see an amazing movie where you don't know how it's going to work out in the end. The ability to surrender to the experience of the roller coaster and the 
Yeah, and, and going to the movie is to actually suspend the, the reasonable mind, rational mind. You kind of get out of the way and you, you fully immerse yourself in the state or the role, the observer or the, the participant. And it feels amazing. But there's an always, it's always going to be okay in the end. And I feel that's maybe part of the problem with this living reality and why awakening is so important. Is it the people that are in that suffering space? They they they're so attached to it. They feel so real, and because then there's not this awareness, that it is a bit more of that experience. Life is meant to be a dreamlike experience, a fun, engaging, joyful experience, rather than hard and fast battle to to keep fighting and proving conditional worth, condition worth, which is only affected by the conditions. But the conditions are only replicated by the mind. Mind based on programming and trauma and lack that keeps on loop into an illusory future. But this is what seems to happen, that when we can be a bit more light-hearted, awaken the heart, see that we're not missing anything, life becomes a lot more like a dream. But can we rationalise it? Do we even want to rationalise this experience? I think we've done enough rationalising, haven't we? It's the, the attachment to good or bad, right and wrong, rationalism, that keeps us preoccupied with this reality being so real. Because we create rules around it and things have to be a certain way. But it, it deliberately blocks the imaginative function, which is the imagination is what helps us access the joy of the dream, manifestation. And this is where we can awaken to the space that life is more than rules and, and trying to keep proving or achieving, fighting an illusory other, which is the sharing the dream, that everybody is a reflection of us in this dream. So even when we're judging, fighting, labelling, condemning another, it's all done from the space of condemning the self, condemning us, blaming, judging, fighting us. And it feels so real because it, happened in the past, but the past was only affected by a program around conditions. So we go full-fledged into the dream. We emerge, we, we get into Kansas, we're born into Kansas, and, and everything seems so serious. We can't access a magical fairy like nature realm where we're connected to nature, when in a world that we're told we have to keep proving our worth, that we have to succeed to be worthy. So it's the space of going to Oz to, to actually rejecting, re, ultimately rejecting through accepting. That's the funny paradoxical dare space. Rejecting the need to hold up an identity through accepting that maybe we don't have to fight anymore. Maybe we're always worthy. Maybe we're just willing to see a different perspective. So in rejecting the programming, the only thing that keeps the programming in place is wanting to keep fighting it, ultimately. <laughs> and the, but that's the nature of the program. The program of division ultimately succeeds through keep seeing everybody is different, that we're missing. So we keep, actually, it's like we keep, <laughs> I've seen it in the movie. I don't know if, if anyone's a Conan the Barbarian then or Conan the Destroyer played by Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's this young boy and he's in, in this dream, this reality for him. And he loses his parents at a young age and, and he feels really resentful of that 
and that he's ultimately uh, um, the, the children of his tribe are kind of taken away or enslaved. And there's this metaphor, he's going around the ring in, in this circle, he's a young boy. And so he's, he's pushing the ring with other, but eventually he becomes a man. But he's still going around the circle. He's pushing it around the circle, the circle of suffering, the wheel of suffering, which will lead him to pursue his, yeah, he's, he wants to get his revenge. He wants to, he's so attached to wanting to fight, to prove, to be a king. But the kingship in a reality that's always about fighting is, is the king's always have to be different or better than someone else. They need someone to fight against with the warrior. But only a, a king energy, a sovereign or queen energy, beyond the movies, beyond the needing to always fight, to keep pushing the bear around. The way he's able to go, escape the ring is ultimately to see that he's not a slave, that he doesn't have to keep pushing against the, creating resistance, that that wheel keeps moving in its own accord through the resistance we feed it. It's a similar thing with programming. But ultimately, what is the programming that we're believing, or at least encouraged to believe, that we're missing something? So it's the illusion that we're missing something and we keep, need to keep fighting that keeps us moving forward and propelling a program that we, that we, are, we need to fight. So ultimately, what creates the gateway to us, to the, the new awakening, is rejecting the program through accepting maybe we don't have to fight. It's that, that interesting perspective. But what will help us kind of accept that through rejecting the old story? There has to be an aspect of light come in, doesn't there? And usually that's an overwhelming suffering experience, a complete, uh, whether it's a near-death experience, but ultimately a, a, a breakdown of identity, of the self, of what we were fighting for. So when the, what we're fighting so hard for, that identity generally, and how we view reality, when that is collapsed, a significant breakdown of attachment to it, 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 it lets the light in. It lets the glimpse of those. It helps go into a different form of dream. So the, the dream changes now. It's not, as, yeah, it's not as pronounced and fixed and firm as it used to be. Begin to see that maybe the way we feel affects our reality more than the way we think or what we achieve. And so the light is allowing more of those awakening experiences in and we, we go on this journey. But there's still that, that integration phase, isn't there? That we were taught the reality was so real. Everything was supposed to be so real. Surreal, ironically, is how we begin to perceive it. And we can explain this and explore it through Perceiving that we're energetic beings, that we're more than the skin and form that we're ultimately encouraged to believe. And science, uh, when we're open to this, we, we, because we are the creators of our reality, we always were, but we haven't got more space. We, we're able to perceive a different program, adopt a different means of thinking. And because our reality reflects our thinking, it's not so much that we've changed, it's the way our thinking has changed that changes our external reality. But we don't necessarily perceive that at first because we're still so focused on it's what we do in the external that creates change because that's, that's the conscious teaching. But eventually you come across law of the attraction, the secret. Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, Taoist type 
teachings around flow and allowing, and it's the Tao does nothing, but leaves nothing undone. Higher conscious, and, and we find out that a lot of people we looked up to, leading entrepreneurs, creatives, successful people, were applying these principles for success. But we couldn't perceive it because we were coming from the program that told us we were missing something. So ultimately, to live a more successful reality comes to perceiving reality a lot more dreamlike. So that's the paradoxical thing. The people that are most successful, success in the space of they are able to bring their dreams to life. They live their inspired reality. It's not forced or effort. It's a lot more flow. It's the people that see life more as a dream. Thanks again for listening. And if you're interested in learning more about this reality creation, awakening from the dream, literally embodying it through, moving through different states or frequencies, I'd particularly suggest my third book, Falling and Dying of Plain Awakening, where I explore the processes to completely integrate and awaken reality, ultimately become the conscious mage, king, queen. Bye for now.